Welcome to the Valley Girl Hour, the show where we feature women in the Valley doing cool things for their community. Each episode, we talk to someone who is dedicated to making their community a better place to be. I'm your host, Lindsay Whitaker. My guest today is a very exciting guest, and some of you may know her. Her name is Fabiola Carasosa, uh, and she's the editor-in-chief of the Roundup News. Um, She's currently majoring in film, TV, and electronic media, and I'm super excited to have her in the studio today. So thank you so much for being here, Fab. Thank you for having me. So let's get right into it. I know you're a film, TV, electronic media major, but what is it about journalism that sort of drew you in? Like, what do you love about it? I love writing and I love, well, I'm curious. It's just like Tracy, our Journalism 101 professor says, journalism is a good field for those who are curious about the world around them. And I think that that describes me. Like, I am curious about everything going on in my city and in pop culture. I love history. I love, like, the history of film and TV and media. So that's how, that's kind of the reason why I ended up here, why I'm taking all these journalism classes and the editor-in-chief. Just a couple things. (laughs) Just a couple. Uh, So why do you think journalism is important for like from a community standpoint, like you're very into, you know, the localism of of the valley and and the history. So why do you how do you think journalism plays into that? And why do you think it's important? It's important because everybody should have an interest in what's going around in their city, in their town, in politics. You know, just because we're even people who don't follow the news or like what's going on around them, you know, what happens around us, it does affect us, you know, just like if we're not into those who are not into politics, they're into us. So I think that it's important that there's people covering it and making the public aware of it. And there's an importance in people being interested in it. So and I think that it's really valuable also that like we appreciate that in this country we have a freedom of speech and we should always like be appreciative of that because like even like in countries like Mexico for example where journalism is like a big there's a lot of great journalists from Mexico right but like also uh it's like a very dangerous country for journalists so I always think about that like I think that freedom of speech is something that I want to appreciate and also kind of uphold and be always like um you know, be a part of for that reason while I'm here, while we're here. Mm-hmm. So what kinds of of things do you enjoy writing about? Like, what's your like, what what inspires you to to put pen to paper? You know, actually. So I was in the newspaper last semester as a reporter, so I was like all over campus covering shows, concerts, things like that. And I realized that my favorite things to cover were like events. I also like covering protests and things like that. Anything that has a kind of action or music or some kind of festivity or like fun things going on. Mm-hmm. Like an experience. The experiences I want to say are my favorite so far. Mm-hmm. So right now that I'm behind the scenes as uh, the editor in chief, it's kind of it's something I think about all the time. 
like, oh, I'm missing out on like all these things happening on campus because I'm kind of like working on the stuff behind the scenes and mm-hmm. making sure that the people, the reporters covering those events are doing it. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of funny that now I'm like, it's like a reverse. Yeah. So you kind of miss being a reporter? To a degree. Yeah. Yeah. I like being out there and like seeing what's happening, and, like where the action is basically. Yeah. You still get to do some stuff sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've also worked at The Bowl magazine? Yes. And you've done kpcradio.com before. I have. You hosted a show here as well. Um, and now you're at The Roundup. So which of those mediums is your favorite? Oh, that is so hard to say. That is so hard. A part of me wants to say The Magazine because... The magazine is cool as a reporter. You can pick a subject, pick a topic, and follow it like throughout the course of the semester. And at least in my experience, like with the people that I covered, like I went along like and followed these subjects in their lives, and I like got to see where they live, where they work, and all these. I got to see like. I guess walk a mile in their shoes or something. I don't know how to say it. Like, I thought that was the coolest thing that like, like the long form journalism seems like a fun thing to me, basically. Mm-hmm. So maybe I want to say the bull, the magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Um, so as you know, um, objectivity is of utmost importance um, in practicing journalism um, ethically. It's journalism 101. Um, so do you think it's possible to maintain 100% objectivity at all times? And have you ever struggled with that when you're working on a story? I think theoretically it is possible to be 100% objective, but it's just so hard. Like I come from a background of being into politics also. I used to campaign for Bernie Sanders and all that stuff and other, um, and other politicians who were kind of leaning towards my ideology. And... Now I don't do anything like that. Now I kind of shifted gears. I'm more into reporting and just, you know, reporting on facts and things that are going on. So I kind of pulled myself away from uh, having like a strong political or uh, activist point of view. I'm not like really doing anything like that these days, even though I do have very strong uh, beliefs about various things. So I think it's very hard. So it, it may be possible, but it's very difficult. Yeah. Last semester, I covered a um, an abortion rights activist for the Bull magazine. And it was just one of the most challenging things, trying to not either seem like sympathetic towards this person or seem like I'm on her side or like inject that my own point of view into my article about the about the activist and how she felt, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's super challenging. Yeah, you definitely have to, like, separate. I mean, you can still have your thoughts and feelings and opinions about things, but it may, I mean, and you can totally disagree with me on this, but, like, as long as it doesn't end up in your reporting, then it's fine. Exactly. You just have to know, like, how to separate those two things. Yes. So, you know, it's kind of a work in progress trying to practice that. Mm-hmm. Definitely a challenge. Um, 
So even though you're not a journalism major, journalism has taken you to some pretty amazing places, including earlier this semester, you got to go to JACC um, with a couple of other members from uh, the media arts department. Um, And that was in San Francisco, right? Yes. So how was that? Like, what was that like? Oh, the junior college conference in San Francisco was amazing. It was so much fun. Um, so just for those who don't know, yeah, there was a conference in San Francisco. Uh, it was me going as a re- the reporter, representing the reporter side, plus, let me see, a few photographers from the Roundup and from Media Arts, mm-hmm. plus Jill, the photography instructor. So yeah, we all flew up there in March, in the beginning of March. And just right right away from the get-go is just such a fun hanging out, you know, on a personal level with my classmates. Once we got to San Francisco, we checked into our hotel. We went to the conference for like three days. And it was just nonstop busy, just signing up for competitions, going to different uh, speaker panelists and uh, all these like breakaway groups to do like exercises and watch more speakers and do more contests and when i say contests i mean like they had like a list of all these options of uh contests that photographers or reporters could sign up for and mm-hmm. they had to do all these like very uh, these challenges that you had to do like within a tight like time frame mm-hmm. so a lot of it was just like oh my god it was exhausting but it was so much fun like uh, I don't know. You had to be you one day like if you can go to one of them, you should. Like I, I did go. I've been in actually in 2020 when everything was virtual, so oh, it was like went. a very very different experience. Oh, was um, it like in person or No, it was virtual. Like ah. everything was on Zoom because this was like fall of 2020, so it was still like a really incredible experience. Like learned a lot. There's there was still a lot of um, you know, like the the workshops and the timed competitions and I def I definitely learned a lot but I can see like there would it would be totally different to like be there in person and be like running around and talking to people and like creating these you know on the on the run stories that you have to hand in in like an hour or like by the end of the day kind of thing and yeah I think that that's great that they had it like virtually that during that year right 2020 yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really it was quite the experience. You know, I've never done anything like that or even done like a trip like, you know, with the school, something related to school like that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was really cool. We also got time to like uh, hang out and just kick it like at night, you know, after it was all said and done at the end of the night. So mm-hmm. um, you got to explore San Francisco once you're there, too. Right. And have mm-hmm. a good time and see like the touristy things. So we did that as well. We, it wasn't just all like journalism nonstop. Yeah. No. And San Francisco is a beautiful city. Oh, yeah. Um, So what do you think was one thing that you learned that you I mean, I know it's been a few months and it's been crazy here, but is there anything that sort of stuck out to you that you took with you? Yeah, there were a few things. One of them, I would say, is that I know that these were challenges, right? Like you sign up to do a challenge and then you have to find like your sources for a certain report or story or um that do like a review of a documentary like within an, an hour or two of watching it it made me realize that 
once I'm out there after school is all said and done, after I'm done with Pierce or whatever, and I'm in a career as a journalist, this is probably going to happen in real life. Like, I'm probably going to be on an assignment where it is going to be due, like, I'm going to have to go, like, report on it, like, within an hour or two or if not less, you know, and mm-hmm. then just submit it to whoever. Like, I'm, I made me realize, oh, it's probably going to be like this for real, you know, where yeah. there's no other <laughs> way. You just have to turn something into, like, the station or to the to the editor's, like, in, like, like five minutes ago or something, you know? So yeah, yeah, it's very fast-paced. That, yeah, it made me realize that. I also learned a lot from pan- panelists as well, so... You know, just, you know, reiterating things that we learn in class, you know, like make sure you check people's names and how they're spelled. And also um, anything from that to like, um, you know, how to like talk to people who don't want to speak to uh, journalists because some people don't trust them, don't trust us. So how to make them feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I got all these great ideas, you know, that I will take away with me and hopefully never forget hmm that's awesome it's a great opportunity to be able to go so yeah if anyone's listening and you're interested definitely check it out um oh yeah i'm calling it jacc because but what is it what is it actually called for yeah it's like the junior college uh conference yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. that's what it is All right. yeah um yeah and so you know on on the note of of trust and building trust and making you feel making sources feel comfortable when you talk to them you know like we need good journalists now more than ever Um, but we see a lot of journalists in the media being threatened and detained internationally or even in some cases murdered just for doing their job Um, so as a journalist like how how does that make you feel about choosing this as your potential career I think about that all the time, actually. I think about this isn't the safest, this the safest career to go into, especially depending on what I'm covering or where in the world. So I, I worry a little bit, but not too much. Mm-hmm. I think a part of me kind of likes that aspect that it's not super safe. So I'm not really, I, at this point, I want to say that I'm not like scared off too much about like what I hear, like. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to like accept the challenge and know that sometimes danger comes with the territory. So I, what I worry about a lot too, though, is like my mom, like I don't want her to be worried. So I do think about that too. Like I also don't want other people to be too worried on my behalf as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So I think about like, oh, I don't want to make her too worried. So maybe I won't take I might like not take a certain job. I might not go to Mexico to report or to South America or in Central America because mm-hmm. maybe I don't want her to like just lose sleep over it. I think about things like that too. So yeah, definitely. It's important to think about our families. Um, have you ever been or felt like you were in an unsafe place while you were working on a story? Mm-hmm. So far no i've been to a few protests to cover to get footage mm-hmm. if you you know like back when uh row was overturned last summer i went to a few protests and you know i think that was maybe the closest it got to it getting dangerous only because 
the protests were taking over the streets and blocking traffic. And there were some cars that wanted to drive through the streets and like mm-hmm. through the barricades. But, you know, they were just being jerks. But nothing happened. I worry about things, things like that, you know, like just things could go awry, like on the field, like on the especially for things like that you know Mm -hmm. yeah definitely the opportunity is always mm -hmm. there for that that's about it that i can think of as far as like danger but like nothing too extreme not yet Mm -hmm. well that's good yeah um so as an editor how do you how do you know that a story is worth pursuing um how do i know that a story is worth pursuing well, I think if it's relevant to something that's happening, like, that's in the zeitgeist, something that is, that people seem to care about or that um, is going to get clicks, you know, sadly, like, I do think like that more now because of these classes and taking journalism, like, I think about, oh, like, what is something that people are going to pick up versus like, something that's just important to me, you know, personally, mm-hmm. so. Uh, yeah, I just try to stay like I myself try to stay up to date with what's happening around me in the news and everything. So I kind of try to go off of that. Mm -hmm. What has been the biggest challenge for you in running the paper this semester? Because you actually like typically students will take um, there'll be an editor first, like a just not editor in chief, they'll be editor first and then they move up to editor in chief. But you went for the gold like from the get-go like you were like I'm gonna be editor-in-chief let's do this yeah I was kind of like in a way I was kind of pushed to be the editor-in-chief after being a reporter so okay yeah and I did think about that I told you know the professor Jeff like I have not even I don't have any experience editing at all but you want me to be the editor-in-chief sure why not and that is yeah there's two things that are really challenging I would say so that I don't have any previous experience copy editing or anything like that. I also don't, I didn't have much experience prior to this in designing, um, designing and putting together newspaper pages. So I have been learning that in real time as I go. Um, and it's been very, very difficult and stressful and challenging, you know, mm-hmm. Learning a new program like on the fly, it's just like one of the biggest obstacles for me. Mm-hmm. Well, so. you're doing a great job. Thank you. We all appreciate you. Um, so what are your plans after Pierce? My plans after Pierce are mm-hmm. hopefully that, I don't know. Just, that's hard. I do want to go and get like a four-year degree. Mm-hmm. But um. I also just want to go, I want to work already. Like, I want to go report, mm-hmm. you know, for, like, the LA Times or for any, like, publication. I'm willing also to move to pursue and to advance my career as well. I'm willing okay. to move out of the Valley and go into, like, somewhere else where they, you know, a job needs to be filled. A reporter needs to fill a void. Mm-hmm. Go where the work is. Yes. Gotcha. Um, so what do you think are the most important skills for a journalist entering the field today? I think one of the most important skills 
they have to have the ability to just walk up to people and talk to them. You know, I think you got to get break out of your comfort zone. I think it's important to like lean out of your comfort zone and do something that you're not used to doing. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just like the basic stuff, you know, just kind of be thorough and do your own research and just fact check yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, something I'm still working on, but I could tell it's like really important. So I have kind of a controversial idea. Uh oh. I, I've had this idea since I started working at the paper in 2020, the Roundup, um, and I was curious to know your thoughts on it so, as an editor. Um, so the Roundup doesn't accept submissions from students who are not a part of the journalism program or that they're enrolled in a journalism class. Um, and other colleges do do that. So I was wondering, as an editor, like having to put everything together and like you're throwing things together last minute a lot of the time, like it would be helpful to have, you know, stuff, stories from or even uh, columns or opinion pieces from other students who are not in necessarily in a class. So what do you think about that? Or even photographers, too. Yes, yes. Photographers and I bring that up because I was talking to uh, another peer student who I'm friends with, Nick, and he asked me like on the way to here, like, oh, like, do you guys take photographs from non roundup students? He really wants to submit a photograph to us for I don't know for what exactly, but he wants to. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, no, it's not allowed. That's not the way it works. You have, are you taking even like a photo class or something to make it work? And he's not taking any photo classes here at Pierce. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I have not really thought of that before, but uh, I don't know. I mean, a part of me, I think that maybe if they're if they took some other class that proves that they can write, maybe they can submit articles to the roundup. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's hard. I don't know. Yeah, something to think about. Something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think we have to wrap it up because you're running out of time. Oh, but no. <laughs> I know we could talk about this stuff all day. But thank you so much, Fab, for coming in today. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure having you in the studio. I'm so glad we got to talk. Um, you can learn more about Fab and our sister publication, The Roundup News, at kpcradio.com. Next time, we'll talk to Erica Friend, better known as Insomniart, a multi-hyphenate artist and commissioner for Parks and Rec in San Fernando. Until then, I'm Lindsay Whitaker, and thank you for being with us today.